Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And we are on episode 226, 226 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, if you're counting, and I hope some of you are, as you count up and uh, get caught up with Connecting Faith to Life. And, and next week will be significant because it will be 227. Okay. <laughs> and next that, week it'll be very significant because of 227. <laughs> So be sure and listen next Do you week. Remember, there was a, uh, back in the eighties, nineties, a TV show called Two Two Seven. I do not. I didn't watch TV, man. <laughs> I still was, don't watch TV. Well, anyway, I'm just saying Two Two Seven. It was a great show back in the day. I bet. I'll bet it was. Yeah. All two, right. Two, so you remember that, Jay? I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's, that, I was going to introduce our our guests. We have uh, including. Uh, uh, one of one of my best friends, his name is Jay Glasgow, and he is a pastor at Gethsemane Baptist Church, a lead pastor there. And uh, we're going to be talking to him about the exciting things that are going there and uh, what God is doing. And so, Pastor, I'm just going to kind of turn it over to you and let you take over, and you can just do whatever you need to do. You've disappointed me today, Pops. What did I do wrong? Just not knowing 227. <laughs> Okay, well, I will do some research and I'll yeah, find out, yeah, and, I, and I'll be, I'll be, I'll know all things two two seven. Well, Pops is having a hard time. Two two seven. You still haven't learned how to use your MacBook yet. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, yeah, I still, I'm still learning. He it's had a, a computer for forty five years, the same computer. No, not the same. <laughs> just the same system, Windows. And now we, I'm using finally, Apple. So we talked just, him into getting a, a MacBook. System. We we bought him a MacBook because we want everybody on staff to have MacBook. And I appreciate. I really and, do and appreciate. He is it. struggling. I thought it would just be a really easy transition for you. Anybody, I mean, you know, a two-year-old can use a Mac. Right? I agree, but I'm so so used to complex. I, they go, oh, all you have to do is that. And I go, oh. He keeps you know. touching the screen, trying to, and it doesn't do anything. Because I have, to, I've always had touchscreens yeah. computers. But anyway, there you go. But I appreciate you trying to. I am doing my best, brother. I'm doing my best. Well, we do have Jay with us and um, on the podcast today. Jay is the pastor of Gethsemane Baptist. Jay was the student pastor here at Northwood. Most of you know that if you're part of our faith family for a long time. Yeah. I mean, five, six years, right? Uh, seven years seven altogether. Because yes, you were here before I came. Correct. Right. And then, yeah, yeah. So seven years and did a jam-up job with our students. And He's um, the first one that got me in a ministry here at Northwood. Oh, yeah? So he actually asked me. Because you started serving with the students. Yeah, that was the first thing I did, yeah. And you're still students, serving with the students. I sure am. In, in a small role, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah. I can do to serve. Yeah. Jay did a really good job of that here. What Jay did a great job of while he was with us as our student minister is getting other people involved in the ministry. He did a great job of he did. getting lots of volunteers up there mm-hmm. to help out. And part of it was by necessity because he works full-time as a hospice <laughs> chaplain, yeah, so he needed yeah. all the help he could get. But part of it also because he's a great leader and knows how to mobilize people. Amen. And did a wonderful job with that. And so we, um, as a church— Sent him and his wife over to Gethsemane Baptist a year or so ago. Well, it's been about a year, I guess, huh? Um, February is when I officially started. So, yeah, February coming up will be a year. And he's he's been the pastor over there trying to help that church to, to live again. And uh, and they're living. Yeah, it's a blessing been really to cool. watch it happen. He went over there, and, and some of our best people went along with him for, for the for the journey. And they're doing a good work. And they so, so Amen. what we're trying to 
do at Northwood is we're trying, and we talked, we had a, um, a meeting last night with some of our ministry leaders and just thinking about vision for next year mm-hmm. and what God wants to continue to do in the life of our church. Uh, we're asking God to, to allow us to be a blessing to other churches in our community, uh, to help other churches live again. We're, yeah. we're creating um, a family of churches mm-hmm. where, where Gethsemane, Northwood, we're distinct, autonomous churches, but at the same time trying to figure out how to radically partner together. They share resources to share people uh, for the glory of God so that lots of people in our community will be reached. And so um, Gethsemane is in the days ahead. We're going to try to continue to be very strategic with them. And I'm meeting this coming up week with another church in our area that wants us to come in and help them to live again. And so I think over the next few years, we're going to have the opportunity to be a great blessing to a lot of churches. And we talked about last night here at Northwood House, that is going to uh, require us being willing to let some people go. Right. To send people out for the sake of the mission. And I can say as a pastor, even though you know it's a good thing yeah. and you know that this is not a this is this is God's thing. Yeah. It's still difficult yeah. as a pastor because you have a pastor's heart and a shepherd's heart and you want to, you know, hold your people in and keep them there and, and uh, we've done the same thing at times yeah. in my my former church. It's just hard to leave some people. But yeah. you know it's the right thing. But we send them you know out anyway. A blessing to blessing for the sake of the kingdom. Yes. So Jay, it's good to have you today, man. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me here. Yeah, so so give us the update. Talk to us about the last, I guess, ten months, eleven, nine months, however long you've been there. You were you started by just going to there and preaching every Sunday. We sent you out there, and you 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 were kind of a, a long term supply preacher, and then it turned into the pastoring gig. Um, <laughs> what's it been like, man? It's been exciting to see what God's been up to. Um, there's been. A lot of challenges along the way, but a lot of uh, victories as well. A lot of people have been mobilizing mm-hmm. together yeah. um, really to put things in perspective. Uh, Gethsemane, there were some a good good core group of people there. They were faithful. Um, I'm surprised in some ways they were able to keep the church doors open, right. but they, they certainly loved the Lord and they, they loved their church. And when you initially, uh, uh, I guess, uh, connected with them about helping them live again, they were at that point willing to do whatever it took yeah. mm-hmm. to uh, thrive for the future. And so in, in going there, uh, to put it in perspective, they had not had a baptism in, in close to 10 years. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think about. That is. That is. They did not have any uh, children or, or youth at the time. Yeah. Um, it was mainly uh, senior citizens, except for uh, one younger couple. Um, since... February, uh, Lord's just done some neat, incredible things. There, there have been uh, eight people that have trusted Christ and, mm-hmm. and subsequently been baptized. Um, Eric and Nicole White came yeah. over yeah. Uh, to Gethsemane from Northwood. Uh, Nicole is doing an outstanding job Amen. as children's director, and, and we have a functioning children's ministry now. She met with our volunteers this past Sunday to kind of cast vision even for the future of the children's uh, group. This past summer, we had a vacation Bible school. And that was the first time they had one of those in years too, right? Quite a few years, yes. And and I believe we had about 34 or 35 uh, children participate in this. Glorious. That's glorious. And and two people, two children ended up accepting Christ. One actually from here in Northwood and was baptized here in Northwood. And then one at Gethsemane. Thank you for doing our work, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll all do it together. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, 
and you also you've started a student ministry now. So two of our people are there. Um, Chuck and Dana Bowers came over, and and they and that's going pretty well too, right? Yes, it sure is. So Chuck and Dana were eleventh and twelfth grade life connection group teachers here at Northwood for well over ten years, yeah, I believe. Had so many connections here, but they really felt called to go over Gethsemane and help launch a student ministry. Yeah. And so we're calling it the Crave Student Ministry. Uh, they're meeting on Sunday nights at 6 o'clock. They've had anywhere from, I think, a high of 16 to low of 4, yeah. uh, l- usually in between. They are overseeing things. Uh, they're, they're planning special events. They already had a special event with Northwood with the pumpkin hunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're planning on coming to the Christmas tree lighting. But every, every week, the, the students are able to gather in a small group fellowship. We've been using some of young men from our congregation at Gethsemane that are wanting to go into ministry to do some some teaching with the students. So they're, they're actually doing the preaching. Right now they're going through the book of Philippians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Josh and, and Herbie are a couple of young men and another uh, young man named Andrew. Good stuff, man. Good yes. stuff. So you think about um, this past 10 months that you've been there as the pastor, or I guess eight months, I can't do math, however long it's been, uh, since February, um, for you, what have been some of the biggest challenges you've faced? I think just some of the challenges is are trying to launch some activity from where there hasn't been any yeah. in a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is it's tough. Well, let me you ask know, you this question before you continue that. Um, prior to this experience, how many churches have you revitalized? Uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you walk into a situation where, you know, the call of God was there, the opportunity was there, but you ain't ever done this before, right? Now, obviously, we're trying to help you along the way as we can and, and give you resources and people, but it's it's different. It's different than Northwood, and, you know, you, you were here, and you had, had ministry experience prior to Northwood and had been in some very different situations here. You were in a very healthy situation, and then walk over there and um, and do something you had never done before. I mean, that, that in and of itself, I'm sure, has been a challenge. Just learn the learning curve, and and then working full time on top of that. And we all joke about it, but it's, it's it's pretty true, right? Like you're the guy that that never sleeps. You sleep 30 minutes a night, or something ridiculous like that. You're like Batman. You get more, and you hang <laughs> hang upside down to get the blood going to your head and go about your day. But, <laughs> but you 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 got all this stuff going on, and and so I would imagine just the challenge of doing something you've never done before has probably been pretty big, hasn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. There, there's a learning curve as, as you already indicated, and it's something. Considering that I'm bivocational in the pastoring, I have another full time job where I was working fifty hours a yeah. week, and then trying to give attention to a congregation that has been struggling, and there's a lot of work that goes into revitalization. At the end of the day, you need other people. Yeah to help out along the way. I'm so grateful for Northwood and their support. I'm grateful for the folks at Gethsemane that have been willing to um, follow my leadership yeah. along the way. And then then ultimately, I mean, all praise has to go to God Amen. because right. nothing's going to happen there unless it's yeah. the Lord doing it. Yeah, yeah. But that's where you're really gifted. You're really gifted at getting other people to to come alongside of you and, and work alongside of you. You've done that with, with Eric and Nicole and with Chuck and Dana, and there's others in that church, people that um, left Northwood to go and help you. 
um, you've been, done a good job of mobilizing them, and they support you. They, I know the people from our church who've gone over there with you love you and appreciate, and that's why they're there because they believe in what you're doing. They believe in what what we as a church are doing as we're helping churches to to grow again. But um, what other challenges have been there over this past few months? Like what, what have been the big things? Just the the newness of a work that you haven't done before. What else? I would say the merging of cultures. Yeah. Uh, Gethsemane obviously had a long-term history and mm-hmm. a culture. Okay. Uh, that culture may or may not have been always healthy at times. And then you've had a huge influx of people from Northwood come in, mm-hmm. as well as just some people that have joined us that were previously not affiliated with Gethsemane or Northwood and trying to yeah. merge these different people and different cultures into one mm-hmm. is, is, is kind of a challenge. I was very affirmed last night. We had our Tuesday night Great Commission prayer meeting and there was a gentleman and he doesn't usually speak a whole lot, but he made a comment last night that he was grateful that the different groups or basically two different groups are starting to merge in one and we're starting to go in one direction. And that was very affirming to hear. And and that came from, you know, one of the Gethsemane legacy folks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is big. Praise the Lord. That's good. So from your perspective, like you think about it, you know, that, that bringing together different cultures and you think about, um, you being there, you think about a Chuck and Dana, you think about a Don and Gary. Uh, Don was our former children's director who's gone over there to help with you guys. Um, I know she's working alongside Nicole in a lot of ways with children's ministry. Gary was one of our deacons who served here faithfully for a number of years. Their family I mean, grew up in our church like this is what they know. But they took a step of faith and came over there with you. I think about um, some others in our church, uh, like Miss Alice, who came over there pretty regular. Um, she's had some health issues here as of late, but would come to Northwood for the first service and then head over to Gethsemane and um, just a real inspiration. She's in her mid to late 80s and just serving Jesus well. Um, I think about the Packwoods who've come over, yeah. who were really involved here and came over there. They're former IMB missionaries and have come over to your church. He's a former missions pastor as well, and they're serving some ways. So you've, you've got some great families that have come over to Gethsemane, and, and they're very used to a culture here, right? I think about Don and Gary or the Bowers in particular, who this is the church they know in a very, a very healthy, thriving situation to walk into that. And then you have the merging together of, of like you said, you know, a culture of um, Gethsemane that was a little bit different than ours. And um, how have you seen our people respond to being there? I think they've really dove in full full speed ahead. Yeah. They, they they understand that they're challenges, but I, I, I they understand that they're called there. Yeah. yeah. That they, they feel the call of God to go over there because it's not like they were upset at Northwood or they didn't appreciate what was going on. All the folks that you mentioned and, and Lillian Reyes would That's also right. be Lillian included well. That's right. in, in that number. We're very connected here at Northwood yeah. and love Northwood, and I don't think anyone really desired to 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 leave Northwood. I I didn't desire to leave Northwood yeah. either. Um, but when you have the call of God on your life to right. to engage in in ministry, I think that helps sustain you when things do get difficult or or maybe things aren't as exciting as you would like them to be. Yeah. It's it, it's holding on to that call like. Okay, we're being obedient to the Lord. Uh, this may not be as big as we'd like it to be, or um, exciting as we'd like it to be, but we're doing what the Lord wants us to do during this season of yeah, life. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. But you think about it, so you've had some challenges, and there will continue to be challenges because you're trying to help a church live again. And um, challenges are, are the cultures coming together. You think about the challenges of what happens as you grow in a church that's not used to growth, kind of experiencing that for the first time. You think about the challenges. It's, it's you know, in some ways, like Northwood, you've got an older facility um, and trying to renovate an older facility and make sure that, you know, when air conditionings go out, you get you can afford to pay for it or whatever the case may be. So you've got all these challenges. But in the midst of challenges, you've seen some victories. You've seen eight people come to faith in Christ. We've seen the church grow. You've seen new people come to the church. So so there's there's much more life there than there was obviously over the last decade or two. Um, and so what other victories have you seen? Like what are the things you say, man, I can I, God is really doing this in the life of, of Gethsemane. We've started a discipleship program over there. Uh, I won't even call it a discipleship program per se, but we're discipling people. Uh, You had mentioned Ms. Alice before. She uh, helped initially launch a a ladies group, Mm -hmm. uh, but before health health issues uh, took over for her, but that's been handed off. Linda is... uh, taken over that yeah. uh, at, at this at this point. We, we have a couple of guys groups yeah. uh, going for discipleship. So that's a big victory. And, and it, it was interesting. Uh, Linda was not feeling well the other night. And of course, Ms. Alice was out. And then a couple of other ladies that we use sometimes for substitute couldn't be there. So I ended up actually leading the ladies group. There you go. Well, that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the other night. <laughs> But what was fascinating oh, about that, j- j- just to kind of get through that particular topic, and it was the king arrives, right. it's, it's the same curriculum that, that y'all use here, was a, a comment made by uh, one of the legacy Gethsemane folks, I've been going to church my whole mm. life, and I never knew how the Old Testament fit into yeah. the New Testament. It's a big That's deal. Good. And to see the people grow yeah. in their faith... Um, and even start to read the Bible for the first time. We had a read through the New Testament in 90 days sheet here at uh, Northwood for our student ministry. Well, mm-hmm. we adopted that over at Gethsemane and challenged the entire congregation to yeah. do it. And, and one of the deacon's wives was one of the ones that engaged in that. And she said she had never systematically read through the oh Bible before. Yeah. And she said it was just amazing that to read great. through the New That's Testament. Incredible. And it's little things like that that are, are victorious, where, where you see spiritual growth, yeah. where, where you see people understanding more and more about the Lord and, and falling more in love with him. Amen. And, and I think that takes care of a lot of things because it, it's really easy to keep your focus off the Lord and maybe the on the machinery of a church or a church bylaw or constitution or stuff like that, which doesn't necessarily always have anything to do with the actual ministry. Yeah, yeah. And so people are now focusing on the Lord more. Mm. And, and, and that's victorious. I mean, there's some other victories along the way. Just this past Saturday, we had a fall festival. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't any, anything as nearly as large as like the the trunk or treat that you guys had here at Northwood, but it was the first time in in quite a while that we put together as Gethsemane folks on our own a major event. Yeah. And now we identified some areas where we could improve upon, but it was a fun day. We, yeah. we had some people that were not affiliated with Northwood or affiliated with Gethsemane. They, they just heard about the fall festival or they were invited. And, and so it was, it was a great opportunity for, to minister to children. We had games um, for the folks at Gethsemane to put on an event for the entire community. We, we had a chili cook-off, mm. uh, hot dogs, um, 
face painting, a jumpy castle. It, it, it was just a, a fun day to be had by all. There you go. That's good, man. That's good. That's some um, good things. What about the next year? Think about the next year. What are some big things you guys are looking forward to in the next year that are going to help to continue to see the church revitalized? Uh, in the next year, we want to formally uh, join, you know, the Northwood family of yeah, churches yeah. and and really uh, make that official. Yeah. Uh, put put some feet to that, and uh, I think that'll be mutually beneficial for yeah. for both congregations. Yeah. Along the way, we'll be updating our bylaws mm-hmm. uh, to so they'll they'll be more functional. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, but in, in terms of ministry, we are looking to expand our children's ministry. Yeah. And our student ministry along the way, we are excited that there are some young men that want to uh, go into gospel ministry. Mm. So I'm meeting with three uh, young men uh, Sunday nights at, at, at five o'clock and we're just, I, I'm just calling it ministry matters. And, yeah. and we're, we're just talking about various issues related to, uh, to ministry. One young man, uh, Herbie, he's going to Southern seminary, so mm. we will be losing him, but you know, we're excited for that. He's, he's launching, uh, yeah. In, into serving Christ. Mm. Um, uh, another young man, he's uh, in seminary right now, and so we're giving him more teaching opportunities yeah. and just, just trying to uh, uh, unleash folks. So we're certainly pumped up that that, that people are, are catching the vision of what could be and should yeah. be. Yeah, We definitely want to expand our Outreach into the surrounding neighborhoods of Nexton, Carnes Crossroads, Cane Bay. There's a lot of people around there. There's a lot of people. And that was what was so appealing for us, or one of the reasons why Gethsemane was such an appealing place for us to plant and invest, was because of the growth over there. There are so many people, and I forget the numbers now, but it's something like in the next five years, in a five-mile radius of Gethsemane, about ninety to 100,000 people gonna be uh, that are going to be in that area. I live over in that area. I'm, I'm five minutes from um, Gethsemane, and uh, there really aren't a lot of churches over there. Uh, there's the church at Cane Bay up the street that's doing really, really well. Uh, it's, a, it's a sister church of ours as far as in, the, in our Southern Baptist denomination. Uh, you have the other Northwood, not Northwood Baptist, but uh, the Northwood Church that used to be in our neighborhood here at Northwood. That's why it's called Northwood. Um they were Northwood Assembly of God, and they were right across the street from us here um, in the Northwood area, but their church burned down. They moved up to the car. That's a long story. Um, and they're doing well. They're, they're a good church. But, yeah, the thing about those two, and I know there's a couple other churches. I know there's um, a couple plants taking place in Nexton. Um, but you think about the number of people over there. It you has think to, about, but there has to be plants. This is not a bad thing. No, you know? no, there, there just need to be, there need to be more churches over yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. I mean, 100,000 people. I mean, if, if every church <laughs> over there... The yeah. churches that are there, if they were all full next Sunday, this is, you, we would still be missing oh, tens of thousands, tens of thousands of yeah. people. And so there just needs to be a lot of healthy churches over there. And so there's a prime opportunity for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at this point there's probably about ten to fifteen less churches than there need to be. Yeah, oh for sure. I mean, there's just so many people in that area and moving to that area, yeah, and there sure. just aren't the churches. I think right across point. the street from you guys, aren't they going to develop that land right across the street from y'all? Isn't that one of the goals? Uh, yes, that, yeah, so that, that certainly is the goal. If you see even uh, more people, if you're familiar with with Roper Berkeley Hospital, they're building all sorts of apartments around there. It's wild. The hospital's building apartments. Well, no, they're in the perimeter, <laughs> yeah. right outside the hospital yeah. property. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are putting... about two or three different okay. apartment yeah, yeah, complexes. Right. Okay, yeah. okay, I misunderstood. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's that's, said, that's a, amazing when hospitals start building apartments. It's, anyway. it's a hot area. And, it is hot. And just the need for for 
good gospel centered churches is just it's really really big and so um, yeah i mean i'm thinking about the next 10 years for for gethsemane is gonna be really pivotal and now as we're thinking about family of churches and and them and what will take place with a family of churches is is eventually uh, gethsemane will change their name to northwood uh northwood berkeley i think is kind of what we've settled on now it's it's not a satellite church of our church or a, a campus. Of, it's, it's a they'll continue to be an autonomous church. Uh, Jay will be the pastor, and they'll have their own staff and their own budget and uh, and all those kind of things. But uh, the idea of a family of churches is that we share the name because it's a way of showing that we are radically partnered together. Mm-hmm. And so we'll continue to encourage people um, from our church to go and help. And 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 so it's almost as if you think about it, right? Like. Um, what we want is when when someone walks into uh, Gethsemane that that it, they're they're gonna say hey this is a lot like Northwood on Green Ridge Road right similar uh, mission similar philosophy similar uh, you know discipleship strategy all yeah, those kinds yeah. of things but at the same time a very unique and distinct church as mm-hmm. well and just sharing that family name it just it says to the community uh, that these churches are in it together yeah. uh, in and fact Jay and I are gonna be traveling in December we're going to Denver Colorado good. Have you, been, you have, have you been to Denver before? I used to live in Denver. Did you really? Years ago, yes. So you're going to be our tour guide. He's, been, he's lived there. everywhere. Uh, and, and, you and, just name a place he's lived right? there. Well, I mean, I can tour as much as you know a six-year-old remembers because <laughs> I haven't been to Denver since I was six. I've been to Colorado, but not to Denver. Well, but I've never been. I'm excited about I, it. I, I did see a Broncos game There you go. Well, back you in go. the day. Well, it was cold. Yeah, that's Probably going to be cold in December in Denver. <laughs> Mile High oh, City. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I, yeah, it's going to be snow, brother. Probably so. But we're going with uh, Craig Tuck, who is uh, the director of missions here in the, the Charleston uh, area. Great, great friend. And uh, we're just going to go out there and learn. There's a there's a church called Calvary Church in Denver that has developed a family of church model there. And I think they have 50 or 60 churches in their family of church. All share the wow, same name. that's incredible. Uh, all the, the leaders get, to, in fact, when we go, we're going to go to one of their um, leader gatherings mm-hmm. where the pastors of all these different churches get together and just encourage each other and talk about, you know, uh, how they're doing ministry together. So it's really neat and a really healthy model. And in some ways, a model that we're trying to, to duplicate here in the Charleston area. And so Jay and I are looking forward to going there and spending a few days in December just learning from them and mm-hmm. seeing what the potential is for us to uh, have a greater impact in the Charleston area as we helped, because that's what's happened there. That that Calvary Church was a lot like Northwood, about the you know not a about like us, not a huge church, a larger mm-hmm. church, but not a huge church. But uh, they just made a decision to help churches live again, and so like us, they started looking for churches like Simony and. And over the years now, uh, they've just seen this movement uh, of the Spirit of God as they've been able to help lots of different churches live again. And so that's kind of the same thing we want to do here in our city. And so we're going to go and learn and, and, and just see how God might duplicate something like that in the low country. And I'm really excited about it. So um, it'll be exciting over the next year to see how that develops in our community, how Gethsemane uh, continues to flourish and how how they officially become part of the family with us and I mean it, it, I think for us just having that that uh, that that open-handed attitude towards God God yes. whatever you want from us we want to be faithful Amen. to and so I'm very thankful I know for Jay it was appreciated by him and and Linda um, you know he was thriving here mm-hmm. he, he was, was thriving in student ministry everybody loves Jay everybody still loves Jay I mean he was just he was thriving in student ministry here and we appreciate what uh, God allowed him to accomplish here. Um, and so to step out of Northwood from a thriving ministry, I mean, the student ministry that he was leading along with Cody, um, 
I guess at that point, it was about five times bigger than the church you went to pastor. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yes, it was. So he left a, a, a large student ministry to go pastor a church that at the time was running you know, 20, 20 or so people. That's a big step of faith. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I'm very thankful that he and Linda were willing to do that, and I, and I know that God's blessing that. And so, ha- yeah, man. Can I just say something? Having been a church planter, how I wish that some church would have invested in us that's like right. Northwood is investing in Gethsemane. Uh, I probably wouldn't have been here <laughs> because yeah. I just think, you know, the, the, the ability to be able to do that is huge. So, uh, brother, I want to encourage you. There's great days ahead. Yeah. I, there's always going to be struggles, but there's great days ahead, and you're going to see you. God do incredible things. Yeah. We we almost never had a, a year because we're a new church. We almost never had a year we didn't baptize 20 yeah. people yeah. every year, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. But the point is, is that God does great things That's right. and starts in small places and does great things. Yeah. So I just encourage you and thank you so yeah. much for what you're doing. And I, God, think that's the beauty. I can't wait to see what yeah, God's That's the beauty of do. what we're trying to accomplish for the sake of the kingdom. You know, I, I didn't plan a church. But when I was 24, I pastored my first church, and mm. it was a church like Simony, yeah, a small dying church um, out in the middle of nowhere. Right. I think we had 25 people there my first Sunday, and you know how much help I had? Probably None. zero. Yeah, and I had no idea what I was doing. Same way we went um, and did it, Utah. That's right. And so, yeah. so to think about now, we get to begin to do it a little bit different. You think about Jay and the help he has from Northwood. Um, Obviously, Jay went to Gethsemane with a lot more experience than what I went to my first pastor. But still, he's got the help of yeah. Northwood. And I think about the young men we're training for ministry here yeah. at Northwood. Incredible. There will come a day when we're going to be able to say, okay, we, we're, we're in partnership with this church over here, and we're going to send you over there as the pastor of this of this church, mm-hmm. and you're not going alone. You right. have you have Northwood behind you, supporting you. We're going to send people with you. So I think it's going to be a team going over. That's there. right. It's going to yeah. be a much healthier model, I think, to help churches grow again, and also a healthy model to give first time pastors some experience yeah. pastoring with the help of a local church, knowing right. that they're not going at it alone. So I think, I mean, you think about it, it's just I think it's going to be a beautiful thing that God does as we continue to walk by faith in this area, and I'm I'm thankful that Jay. Is helping to pioneer this thing uh, by being number one, the mm-hmm. first guy we've tried this with, and and um, very thankful for for his wisdom and leadership, and he's doing a jam up job. Amen. Not well, bad, man. You're doing great. Thanks. I appreciate. <laughs> uh, you know, I appreciate the support of of, of you, Tommy, and and Trey, and, and and Northwood as a whole. I mean, I remember. I mean, honestly, when you kind of first pitched the idea back in the day, <laughs> it's a very I, attractive idea, wasn't it? Man, Why don't you go to this dying church and see what you can do? Yeah, I thought you were crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, uh, prayed about it, and uh, sometimes life is full of uh, challenges, and and, uh, God can do some big things. That's right. That's right. Amen. Seemingly impossible situations. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, Jay, thank you for being here. It's been a blessing to have you, and we're, we we continuously pray for you right. and the people of Gethsemane and the Gethsemane Church, and you'll make an influence for the gospel. So uh, maybe this will be a part of I hope this this uh, little bit we do here with the um, podcast will help you, you know, uh, be encouraged, and uh, just keep at it. Keep at it. Keep on serving the Lord. That's right. Obey him. Pastor, why don't you close this and get us ready for All right. Week. Well, I do thank you for listening today, and I hope what you've heard has been a blessing and encouragement to you. If it has been, go ahead and hit that, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us get word out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life. Mm-hmm.